to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come in your house, to gather in your house to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us your Holy Spirit to teach us in the name of Jesus. We are grateful and honored to be in your presence, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Great. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Well, today we want to continue with our message on backsliding. Backsliding. And we've been talking about symptoms of backsliding for the last few weeks. We've been talking about symptoms of backsliding and um, we want to continue. So, um, I want you to go over quickly with me the symptoms that we have gone over so far. What is the first one we talk about? Bad company. Number two. Is it stubbornness is number two? Stubbornness. Number three. Looking backward. Looking backward. Very good. Number four. I can't hear you. Is it overconfidence or Christian surprises? Overconfidence. Overconfidence. And then what? What's the next one? Stubbornness. Stubbornness. And next? Christian surprises. Christian surprises. And next? To be easily offended. To be easily offended. And next, forgetfulness, forgetfulness, hallelujah, forgetfulness. And that was the last one we shared, isn't that so? Okay, so today we want to continue. You have your books. We are sharing from our prophet's book, um, Symptoms, um, Backsliding, Develop Your Staying Power, Develop Your Staying Power. That means as we are going through this, the goal is that you develop your staying power. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So the next symptom of backsliding is not fasting. Not fasting. And we just ended a period of fast. And there were some people who did not fast. Even though we declared a fasting period, they did not fast. And not fasting is a symptom of backsliding. Hallelujah. You have not backslidden yet. But diseases, when they are coming on people, they present with symptoms first. They come with symptoms and then the full-blown disease follows. So backsliding is the state where you are completely off with the faith. But it comes with symptoms. And when you see these symptoms, they're supposed to warn you 
that you are back. The symptom we're talking about is not fasting. Not fasting. So fasting keeps the believer from backsliding. The believer that fasts is someone who continues in the faith. And in the Bible, the word that is associated with fasting is affliction. Affliction. Affliction is extreme or sustained suffering. Sustained suffering. And in fact, the word affliction can also be interchanged. When you read the scriptures, you hear affliction when they are talking about fasting, as we will see in a few minutes. So Isaiah 58 and verse 3. Isaiah 58 and verse 3. You got to move with me. We have some few scriptures that we want to look at. It says, Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and thou seest not. That means, wherefore we have fasted, but you cannot see. Wherefore have we afflicted our souls, and thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. In the day of your fast, you find pleasure. That means that you are not afflicting yourself. Are you, are you listening? You say, we have fasted, we have afflicted our souls, but in the day of your fast, you are not having any affliction. Okay? So, fasting is associated with affliction. James 4 and verse 9, it says, Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Hallelujah. So, fasting is associated with a form of affliction. Once again, Isaiah, uh, Psalm 119, verse 67. It says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Hallelujah. So how do you afflict yourself? How do you afflict yourself? How do you bring suffering upon yourself? Now, obviously, you can see here that God is not talking about affliction as in having a disease and sickness. Do you, do you, do you understand? It is never God's intention that we will have diseases and sicknesses. Okay? He sends his word and he heals us. Whenever his word comes, it is to heal us from all diseases. Okay? So, God is talking about affliction in the form of fasting. So, fasting is to sustain yourself, to abstain yourself from food. Now, the inability to abstain from food is a sign that you will backslide. Fasting is a commandment in the scriptures. God expects us to fast. Now, David is saying here that before he fasted or before he afflicted himself, he went astray. He went astray. Before fasting, he went astray. So, it means that not fasting will put you off track with God. Not fasting will make you go astray. But he said that now that I afflicted myself, I'm able to keep your word. I am able to keep your word. 
Amen. So fasting keeps you in track with God. Fasting is a necessary Christian virtue and Christian um, activity that you all ought to be involved in. Fasting is not for some special people. He says in Psalm 119 verse 71, he says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. It is good for me that I, that I might be afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. It is good for me. It is good that I fast. It makes me able to learn the statutes of God. It makes me able to obey the word of God when I am afflicted. Hallelujah. So God is not talking about sickness. God is talking about Fasting, affliction, in that sense, is fasting. So fasting makes you keep track with God. Are you re- have you not realized that when you are full, you don't care about so many things? When life is good, you don't care about so many things. You don't care about God when things are good. I have seen that there are people when things are not working well, they are very serious with God. When things are not going well, when things are not moving on well, you see that you get very close to God. Isn't that so? You pray more. You wait on God more. I have seen how people stay longer in church when things are not going on well. Do you see? When things are not going on well, you depend on God a lot. When you drive a car that is not good, you find yourself always praying before you start the car. Isn't that so? When you drive a used car that sometimes it starts, sometimes it doesn't start. You find yourself every morning when you sit in the car, you want to get to work. So you pray, Lord, please. Before you start the car. And when it starts, then you thank God. Isn't that so? But when you're driving a brand new car, a brand new car, you don't think of God when you are starting that car. You have confidence. There's no way that your brand new Toyota Sierra, I'm not talking about your Toyota Sierra, that you just bought, it's not going to start. You have there's nothing like that. So you don't pray before you start that car. So usually when things are working out well, we don't think of God. So when things are working out well, then you have to make things as though they are not working out well by afflicting yourself. So fasting makes you take on suffering intentionally. Though you have food, it's not like you don't have food to eat. So if you don't have food to eat, it's not fasting. Are you listening? It's not fasting. That all you have, you can afford today is your dinner. And you can have breakfast and lunch. You can't say that you fasted all morning until 6 p.m. when you had your dinner. That is not fasting. I shared with you one time 
about a brother who fast who says he fasts from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. every day. Every day he fasts 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And he wakes up in the morning, he breaks his fast at 5 a.m. He prays, he does his quiet time, and then he will take breakfast. That he says he breaks his fast. That's breakfast. And then he eats, then he will eat lunch at noon or 1 p.m. And then he will eat his last meal, 6 p.m. He will eat 5.30 p.m., perhaps 5.30, and he's done. Then he starts his fasting from 6 p.m. And then he goes to sleep, and then he wakes up in the morning. So every day he fasts. 12 hours. (laughs) Amen. That's not fasting. Hallelujah. So what are some of the uses of fasting? Fasting makes you humble. Fasting makes you humble. So another word that is associated with fasting is humility. So affliction. When you fast, it brings on humility. In James 4 and verse 10, the word of God says, humble yourself in the sight of God and he will lift you up. Now, if you go back to verse 8, I think verse 8, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your heart, ye double-minded. Then the next verse, verse 9, it says, be afflicted. Do you see be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. And this scripture is associated with verse 10. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So fasting is a way of humbling yourself. Amen. When you fast, you humble yourself. Hallelujah. When the psalmist fasted in Psalm 35 verse 13, he said, I humbled my soul with fasting. I humbled my soul with fasting. So, this is how you humble yourself. This is how you humble yourself. There are certain things that we associate with humble, uh, humility. We associate them with humility and it's not humility. For instance, if you carry your pastor's Bible, you know, you meet your pastor and then you take the pastor's Bible or you take your pastor's bag, it's not, a, it's not humility. Do you understand? Perhaps you are showing respect, but that is not humility. Because you can have a very proud person who takes the pastor's Bible. Are you listening? If you are a a soft-speaking person, you speak softly, it doesn't mean you are humble. Are you listening? If you are a soft-speaking person, it doesn't mean you are humble. Or if you walk slowly, you know, you walk slowly. When you are walking, you are not, you know, you walk slowly. It doesn't mean that you are humble. 
Or if you walk always with your head down like this, you know, your head down. You know, you are not a person whose shoulders are broad and you are not like that. It's not, it's, it's not, it doesn't mean that you are humble. Amen. There are some people who kneel down when they are worshiping. It doesn't mean that you are humble. Because you can be a person who kneels down and worship, and as soon as church is over, you'll be outside yelling at somebody and fighting strongly. So these things are not signs of humility. Crying is not a sign of humility. That you are worshiping and you are crying is not a sign of humility. Amen. So there are clear things that the Bible is teaching us to do to show that we are humble. Ezra chapter 8 and verse 21. Ezra chapter 8 and verse 21. Do you have the NLT if we have, please? Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. It says, then I proclaimed, it said, oh, and there by the Ahava Canal. This is when Ezra was leading the people out of Babylon to Jerusalem. The people of Israel, when he was leading them out of Jerusalem. He says, then, he said, and there by, there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves. Do you see, Job? To fast and humble ourselves. You cannot tell the Lord, Father, I come before you with a heart of humility. You see, but you can tell the Lord that you are humble when you abstain yourself from food. He says, I give orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that we would give us we pray that he will give us a safe journey and protect us. Do you see? So, you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Means that when you humble yourself, God hears your prayer. Okay, so he says, I declare the fast. And we humbled ourselves in that manner. And we prayed that he will give us a safe journey and protect us our children and our gods, our, uh, sorry, our goods, as we traveled. And then the next verse, it says, For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. Do you see? They were moving from Babylon. The king has given them the authority now. They have set them to go. And he said, I was ashamed. The way we have talked about our God, the way we always talk about his provision, his protection, I was ashamed to go back to the king to say that give us some soldiers to go with us to protect us along the way. So I declared a fast and I advised all the people to let us fast. Do you see? And they fasted. And in that way, they humbled themselves. And they prayed. Whenever you fast, you have to pray. Whenever you fast, you have set yourself up for answered prayer. Whenever you fast, you are getting God's attention. 
you are you are attracting God with one powerful virtue and that is humility so he says I declare the fast and we humbled ourselves and we prayed because I was ashamed I was ashamed to go back to the king and say give us the people of God give us soldiers to go with us unbelievers soldiers to go and protect us along the way so in this situation we prayed we fasted and we prayed i mean we are in certain situations and we declare the fast but there are some people that didn't fast there are some people that didn't pray i look at the attendance and it's almost like a third of the church two thirds not fasting not praying but they said we prayed and i was ashamed to ask the king to give us soldiers to accompany us or horsemen to accompany us to protect us from the enemies along the way after all we have told the king our god's hand of protection is on all who worship him that's why we have told the king but his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him then verse 23 he said so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our god will take care of us and he heard our prayer wow and he heard our prayer i tell you when you fast eh, you see don't take fasting for a joke don't take fasting for a joke it's not a slim course are you listening that that should not be is a side benefit but that should not be your motivation that as we have declared the fast, I have planned to lose 10 pounds. It's a benefit. It's a healthy exercise. But fasting is a very powerful tool for answer prayer. He says, when we did this, God heard us. We grabbed his attention. And he answered our prayer. Hallelujah. During fast, especially when you have not eaten for several days, you experience extreme weakness in your body. Isn't that so? This kind of suffering in the flesh sobers you. It makes you humble. And if there is anything we need to do or we need more in this modern age, we need more of humility. That means we need more of fasting. Amen. When you are in the mood of fasting, when you are fasted and you are hungry, it is even difficult for you to commit certain sins. Have you not noticed that? It is difficult to commit certain sins. When you are fasting, it is difficult to fast about certain things. You don't have strength to argue about certain things. When you are fasting, your mind is always on God. Because you are constantly seeing food. And when you see food, nobody is there. But you know that God is there. So your mind is on God. Are you listening? So when you are fasting, it brings humility. Couples should fast often. When you fast, you don't, you don't come home and fight over food. Because when you fast and you are ending your fast, eh, you don't fast about food. Any food goes. At the end of the fast. At the end of the fast, you don't fight with too much pepper. Where is salt? Why is there salt? There's nothing like that. So you see, you are humble even about food. 
When you are fasting, you don't, you don't even care that you go and sit down, wait to be served. When the fast is over, but before the fast is over, your food is in the microwave. Whether your wife is home or not. How many people have fasted and then you have reached home and then you have broken your fast and you are waiting for your wife to come from work to serve you? Is that how you fast? Is that how you break your fast? So you see, when you fast, you become humble. You don't fast. You don't fight about things. Because you are hungry, you are afflicting the flesh. Amen. You don't fast about things. You are less likely to lie. You are less likely to steal. You can't be fasting and be stealing. Hallelujah. So when you are fasting, it is difficult to fulfill the lust of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, the Bible says, the sinful nature wants to do evil, or for the flesh lasted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. So the flesh is always fighting with the spirit. The flesh wants to do this, the flesh wants to do that, and the flesh is always fighting with the spirit. It says the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. There is always a contradiction between the flesh and the spirit. You want to do this, but the flesh wants, many people want to stay up and pray. When we are having flow, but the flesh says sleep. The flesh says, I need my eyes to be closed. Isn't that so? And he'll give you a sign. Yawning. Oh, oh, oh. Go to sleep. The flesh will do. It will make us. We are preaching. You see, your spirit yearns to hear the word of God. But your flesh is making you yawn. And you're sleepy. It's the flesh. That is why you always have to fight the flesh. Are you listening? You have to fight the flesh. To let the spirit be fed. So when there's prayer and the the flesh is yawning, the flesh is showing signs of tiredness and get up, get up, go to sleep, lie down, do this. You rise up and then you walk. Tell the flesh that the spirit is in control. Be awake. When we are preaching a powerful message like this and you are feeling sleepy, you have to stand up and say, come on, open the eyes. What is this? Slap the flesh. Get up. You have allowed Pharaoh to use the flesh. Ah, then you come to church and you are feeling tired. The spirit needs to be fed. Are you listening? Yeah. They last, the flesh is always lasting after the spirit. And they are, the two are contradictory. And you don't, you can do what you really want to do. Hallelujah. The disciples went to pray with Jesus and they fell asleep. And Jesus came and then he found them. He said, ah, you couldn't wait on watch for even one hour 
to pray. And you, I think they felt bad. And they woke up. And they started praying. And then Jesus left. That is the flesh. So in a situation like that, you have to let do things, put water on your face, get up, overcome the flesh. Don't give in to the flesh. Amen. So, fasting makes us humble. And we have to do everything in our power to fast. Remember that pride comes before a fall. And fasting will take you away from the pride that leads many people to fall. Fasting takes you away from that pride. Not fasting will cause you to fall. You will backslide. Amen. Another reason for fasting is that there are particular problems that can only be solved through fasting. Some people have problems that are going to make them backslide. How many of you understand that unanswered prayers can make you lose your faith? Unanswered prayer can make you backslide. If you have prayed about something for a long time and it has not been answered, you can backslide. You can lose your faith. You can, you can easily think that there is no God. Are you listening? Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. But I'm showing you something that fasting is a very important component in certain issues and in certain problems. Fasting is very important. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. It says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Are you following this scripture, this story? Very important. I want you to pay attention. This man came to him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He is a lunatic and so vexed. Do you see? He is crazy. He acts like a lunatic and he can be very angry. He can be so vexed. You know, when you have a child who mounts up with certain anger and acting in a very abnormal way and then you see how you raise your child and you know it's not from this upbringing this is not how I raise this child think that there perhaps a demon is troubling the child so this man he realized he looked at the son and he said that's not how I raise him there's no one in the home who behaves like this, the way he's behaving, that I would say he copied from this one. So he comes to the Lord and says he's a lunatic and so vexed. For oftentimes, or oft times, he falleth into the fire and off into the water. Look at that. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. 
And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Jesus rebuked the devil. And the devil left him instantly. And the child was cured from that very hour. Are you following? Then came the disciples to Jesus. Separately, apart. And said, why could we not cast him out? Why could we not do this? We prayed. We call upon your name. We, we, we prayed. You see, in the beginning of this passage, you see, Jesus, when Jesus was responding, he says certain things. He says, ye of little faith. So it means you need faith to command certain power and certain miracles to happen your way. You need faith for certain deliverance. Then you need purity, truthfulness. It says perverse generation. Are you listening? Okay, then he continued to explain to them. He says, and Jesus said unto them, because they asked, why could we not cast him out? He says, because of your unbelief. That means that your faith is small. Because of your little faith, because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, removed from thence, and be cast into this place yonder. If you have faith enough, size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be moved hence and be cast yonder. It shall be done. And nothing shall be impossible unto you if you have faith. Cynthia, are you listening? If you have faith, you can do all these great things. How be it? Say, how be it? Say, how be it? That means, however, however, this kind, this kind of problem goeth not. It doesn't go away, but by Prayer and fasting. Are you listening? So Jesus identified some qualities that were lacking in them. That their faith was small. But he's saying that you could have prayed. Even with faith. To move mountains. But there are certain problems. It needs to be added with fasting. With your prayers. And Jesus was able to cast this demon out because Jesus is always fasting. He fasts and then he prayed. So fasting and prayer added is a very powerful tool. And you and I, just like the disciples, do not know which problems require fasting and prayer. Are you listening? So you are going for an interview and you have just prayed. Do you see, Benson? You are going for an interview and you prayed. And you are believing God that it will happen. And it didn't happen. Perhaps this particular guy who was going to interview you, you needed prayer and fasting to move him. And because we don't know which problem comes with the requirement for fasting and prayer, we ought to fast regularly. 
I think everyone ought to have a day in the week that you set yourself aside and fast and pray. Any serious Christian, you shouldn't wait until a fast is declared. You should set for yourself that every Monday, I fast and pray. Every Tuesday, I fast and pray. So let fasting be a part of your life. And when you face a difficult situation that requires fasting and prayer, you are fasted. And you add your prayer and it works. Hallelujah. Because the disciples didn't know that this problem requires fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. So there are certain problems that you have prayed about and prayed about. Add fasting to it. Add fasting. And knock the devil out of that problem. Amen. The next thing, fasting prevents spiritual coldness. Amen. Fasting prevents spiritual coldness. So fasting is not an option. Even if you live in a cold climatic conditions. It says some people live, living in Europe and America complain that it is impossible to fast during the winter. It's too cold. We need to eat to generate heat. How many of you have heard that before? You can fast in the winter. Bishop says that during several of my church planting exercises, I have had to fast during the winter and pray. Amen. So fasting is not an option. Fasting as Christians is not an option. We cannot take fasting out of our lives. We cannot exclude ourselves from fasting. Fasting is a part of our lives. We have to add fasting. There are certain situations, drug addiction, you know, uncontrollable behaviors such as stealing, lying. You have an issue with lying. And you want to stop, but you can't. There are some people, they don't like to lie. But when they, they, the moment they begin to talk, lie comes. Everything they say, they are pathological lies. Everything they say is a lie. And you have prayed about this issue. Add fasting. Add fasting. Amen. Add fasting. Certain behavior such as spending behavior. You spend money in a way that you, 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 you finish and then you, why did I do this? Who has experienced that before? Yes. Some things you buy and then you ask, why did I buy this? Fast and pray about it. Amen. Certain types of food. You want to stop eating certain types of food. If in fact, they have told you that it's not good for your health. They have told you salt is not good for you. And as you are eating the, fat, the salt, you are crying. You know, you see, this I'm not supposed to eat this. And then you are putting salt. I'm not supposed to eat this. It's a problem that you have to add fasting and prayer. Amen. 
They have told you your cholesterol is high. And then you go to the supermarket, you can't resist buying certain types of food. You can't resist. Amen. You have to add fasting to the prayer. Say amen. So uncontrollable situations. You have a difficult boss at work. You have prayed about him, prayed about her. You have prayed and prayed and prayed. Add fasting. He says, how be it? This particular thing it does not go away, but by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. So fasting is not an option. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16, he says, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites. When ye fast, when ye fast, when you fast, it means that you have to fast. It, must, it means that there's a period that you have to fast. Jesus didn't say if you fast. If you fast is if you want to fast. But he says when you fast, if I say when you come, let me see you. Am I expecting you to come? What about if I say if you come, let me see you. That means you have an option. If you are around, let me see you. But when I say when you come, it means that you have to come. It's not an option. So Jesus says, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites. It means that he's expecting you to fast. Amen. He's expecting us to fast. So fasting is a great and a beautiful thing. And God expects us to fast. Hallelujah. God expects us to fast. Few benefits that are listed here for fasting, we can see them in Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 1. Let's read from Isaiah 58 verse 1 to, we are reading to verse 9. If you have the NLT, we are almost done. Isaiah 58 verse 1. It says, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. This is God giving instruction to Isaiah to tell the people of Israel. He says, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel for their sin. And what are their sins? Yet they act so pious. Do you know what is pious? You act holy, Christian. So today we will say you act Christian. Many people act Christian. Many people, their lives in church is different from their lives home. It says, yet you act so pious. They came to the temple every day and seemed delighted to learn all about me. Is that you? They came to the temple every day and they seemed delighted to learn all about me. They act like righteous nations. That would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. Wow. It's like us. <laughs> it's like God is reading us. Do you see? He says, they ask, go back, let me, let me look at it again. He says, they ask me to take action on their behalf. That is our prayers. Lord, do this. Lord, we need this. Lord, we want this. They asked me to take action on their behalf. And he says, pretending they want to be near me. 
And then they say, we have fasted before you. They say, why aren't you impressed? We have fasted. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves. And you don't even notice it. We have afflicted ourselves. And you don't even notice it. He says, I will tell you why. This is God. I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Wow. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. That means we are fasting, but we are not afflicted. So, if you are fasting and you are hungry, God expects that's how you're supposed to feel. If you are fasting and you are hungry, you are fasting and you are tired, you are feeling tired. If you are fasting and you are feeling weak, it is expected. You are doing the right thing. Don't say, yeah, I'm too weak. So then you go and let me break my fast. If you are fasting and you are having a headache, it's okay. It is normal. Amen. If you are fasting and you cannot indulge in certain activities, it's okay. If you are fasting and you cannot exercise and lift your weights for that week, it's okay. You can't run on the treadmill because you are fasting. It's okay. COVID, you see. It's okay. But it says that we fast to please ourselves. Another version says you fast and then you go about your, all your normal activities. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. You are an employer and you are fasting and you are being hard on your workers and being mean. You keep oppressing your workers. Even during the fast, you are the same. <laughs> it says, what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? You are fasting, but you have strength to quarrel. Do you remember what we said? When you are fasting, you don't be fast. You don't quarrel. You don't fight over things. You don't fight over food. But you are, fast, you are fasting and you are fighting, quarreling in the house. This kind of fast will never get you anywhere with me. This is what God is saying. I didn't write the Bible. It says this kind of fast. So the whole week you were fasting and you were not talking to somebody, it didn't get you anywhere. The whole week you were fasting and you met someone that you don't like and then you, you look away. The whole fasting didn't get you anywhere. The whole week you were fasting and that night you and your wife were having an argument and you say you are not talking. It didn't, you were fast, you, that, that fasting was wasted. I'm reading the Bible, Jesse. I'm reading the Bible. He said this type of fast will not get you anywhere with me. With you, you think you are fasting. But with me, it will not get you anywhere. He says, you humble yourself by going through the motions of penance. That means you're doing ritual things. Ritual things. 
you rise up in the morning and then you do your quiet time, you pray, and then you start your fast. I'm on it. 6 a.m. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, up to 6 p.m. Going through the motions. You are just going through the motions. And then bowing down your heads like reeds bending in the wind. Oh, wow. God is a very interesting person. And then you dress up in burlaps and cover yourselves with ashes. So you are fasting, so you, you didn't do your makeup. You are fasting, so you didn't do your hair. You are fasting, it's a fasting week, so dress down all week. And then people asking you at work, ah, what's going on with you? Today, hmm, I can't tell you. I'll tell you afterwards. I'll tell you. <laughs> you are fasting and at the job, they have brought free food. And then you go by, hey, are you not eating? Oh, no, I'm not eating. Why? Oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> like, you say it miserably, miserably, it's okay. It's okay. What did they bring? What, what is it? Hey, eh. Okay, maybe you can save some for me. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> can I have a witness? None of you does that. None of you. No, no one. No one. They have brought food. And a lot of it. A lot. People are serving themselves and they are taking some. Recently, one of the, um, anesthe- I mean, one of the um, doctors ordered Indian food. So much. Hey. <laughs> and then you pass by. And the smell. Hey. You people, you are enjoying. Oh. Hey. <laughs> ah. Which one is this? Is it good? <laughs> eh? Hey, variety, eh? Wow. Mm, okay. <laughs> your eyes, your eyes are in it. God is saying, He says, You are going through the motions. You dress up in burlap, cover your he- yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. And listen. He says, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. (laughs) Wow. So the whole week, you see a phone call from some place. They are come again. You won't answer certain phone calls. You are hiding from relatives who need your help. Wow. 
<laughs> he said, do not hide from relatives who need your help. And then he said, then your salvation will come like the dawn. And your wounds will quickly heal. I tell you, true fasting, eh, true fasting added with prayer, your, your answers come quickly. He said, then your dawn, your, your, your wounds will heal quickly. Your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Wow. What benefits. The glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Amen. So fasting is a powerful thing. And Christians who do not fast will likely backslide because your prayers will not be answered. Certain prayers may not be answered and you may not have the faith to withstand when certain prayers are not answered. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of these things do not go away but by fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. So not fasting is a a symptom of backsliding. And fasting is an essential part of Christian faith. It is very important. It's, in, it's needed for answered prayer. And answered prayers strengthen your faith. When your prayers are answered, it strengthens your faith. When you ask God for something, sometimes you can say to yourself, this it got to be God. You can say that with confidence. The way it happened, you cannot attribute it to anything but to God. And it strengthens your faith. And God wants your faith to be strengthened. So he wants you to add fasting to your prayers. That your prayers be answered. Hallelujah. Jesus, when Jesus was here on earth, he fasted. Do you know that Jesus fasted? So if Jesus fasted, what makes you think that you don't need to fast? Jesus knew that there are certain temptations you need prayer with fasting. And he fasted and he overcame the devil. Hallelujah. Anyone who finds it difficult to fast is very likely to find it difficult to indulge in other Christian activities. I'm telling you, if you have a difficulty in fasting, it's likely that you have difficulty in prayers. If you have difficulty in fasting, it's likely that you have difficulty in reading your Bible. So fasting is a very strong Christian virtue and you need to develop it. Add it to your schedule. Add a day of the week that you fast. Before even the church is not declaring a fast, that you fast on your own and pray on your own. Hallelujah. Such a prayer, such prayers added to fasting brings answers. Hallelujah. So discipline yourself in the area of fasting and you shall overcome the enemy in many challenging situations. Put your hands together for the Lord and let us rise to our feet as we bring the service to a close. Father, we are grateful and thankful for your word. Lord, we have gone astray by not afflicting ourselves. But Father, we ask that you put us back on track. That we have learned to afflict ourselves. Through fasting, we have learned to humble ourselves through fasting. And Lord, we pray 
that you give us the strength and the ability to take on this virtue virtue of fasting in the name of Jesus Lord give us the ability to overcome the flesh to suppress the flesh that the spirit the inner man will arise in the name of Jesus for the flesh lasted after the spirit and the spirit after the flesh and these two are contrary one to the other but today Lord we say to ourselves we will suppress the lust of the flesh through affliction through fasting in the name of Jesus and Lord when we call upon you hear us and answer like Ezra he said he declared a fast amongst the people and they fasted and they prayed and the Lord heard the prayers and the Lord answered father when we add fasting to our prayers let our prayers be answered that our faith fail us not in the name of Jesus we pray Lord against backsliding may we overcome the inability to fast in Jesus name amen Sing, Shana. Thy God and King, to you alone I see. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful For message. Come and worship with us on the I Zoom platform see. with ID number 823-299-84436. Every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Standard Time. God richly bless you.